This episode of Disease Du Jour is brought to you by equinevetedu.com, a free online educational platform for veterinarians from the AVMA PLIT and equimanagement.com. Welcome to Equimanagement's podcast, Disease Du Jour, where each podcast will delve into the research and current best practices for a variety of equine health problems with industry experts. I'm your host, Kimberly Brown, publisher of Aquamanagement. Today's guest is Dr. Roberta Dwyer, a professor and equine extension specialist at the University of Kentucky's Department of Animal and Food Sciences and director of the UK Pre-Veterinary Advising Program. Dr. Dwyer received her DVM from Iowa State University's College of Veterinary Medicine and her master's from the University of Kentucky in Infectious Disease Epidemiology and she is board certified with the American College of Veterinary Preventive Medicine. Dr. Dwyer is the subject matter expert for the American Association of Equine Practitioners in the area of biosecurity and disaster planning, who's been involved with numerous equine disease outbreaks and threats over the years. Dr. Dwyer has spoken at many national and international meetings on the topic of biosecurity, as well as authored numerous book chapters and papers on a variety of biosecurity and disaster preparedness topics. This podcast will focus on biosecurity factors that equine veterinarians need to understand in order to best prevent and control disease spread on a client's farms. Dr. Dwyer, welcome and thank you for joining us on Disease Du Jour. Well, thank you, Kimberly, and I'm happy to be here to talk about one of my favorite subjects. Well, let's start out by discussing why equine veterinarians need to understand biosecurity as it affects clients and their farms. For example, let's let's talk about setting up a customized preventive medicine plan. Well, that's one of the things where private practitioners can can help their clients because we we've all been taught in vet school and in working with our clients to set up a a customized vaccination program and a deworming program, preventive medicine, manure management, um, insect control, but something that some veterinarians um, forget about or they they aren't used to marketing their skills in helping their clients come up with a biosecurity plan. And each biosecurity plan has to be customized to an individual farm, just like a biosecurity plan for an equine hospital has to be customized to that hospital because the infrastructure is different. The traffic throughout the hospital is different. The types of people in their training are all different depending on the hospital. So just like a boarding facility might have a different uh, deworming and vaccination program than a, a broodmare facility that has got a closed herd and you don't have a lot of animals moving in or out, you have to customize a biosecurity plan to the facility. So what would be your recommendations for a biosecurity plan for a boarding farm, for example? So for a boarding farm, after the veterinarian has obviously you know, come up with the ideal preventive plan for vaccination, deworming, manure management, um, insect and rodent control, would be to sit down with the, um, the farm manager or the owner and say, okay, let's look at this facility. What types of threats do we have in the area? What is the disease history on the farm? You know, have they had problems in the past? What's the traffic on and off of the farm? Where are people taking their horses? Because if that's a high-risk area of boarding where you've got people that are going off and showing horses or going on trail rides, bringing them 
on and off of the farm quite a bit, that's a little bit higher risk than a closed herd. So you're going to want to have you know, a very robust uh, preventive medicine program. And then you've got, the veterinarian can also work on the biosecurity part of um, people that are bringing animals onto the farm. Let's say they, they've purchased a new trail horse. They brought that animal onto the farm. It's a new animal. It's not used to being in that resident herd. So hopefully the veterinarian can look at the infrastructure of that farm and identify, well, this incoming animal, whether it's a purchased trail horse or it's a, a weanling that they've, that they've purchased, needs to be kept off in a quarantined area for at least two weeks so that if they are incubating an infectious disease, they might break with diarrhea from the stress of, of travel, that that issue is going to be kept in a quarantined area away from the resident population. And not every farm on the face of the earth, very few of them have the luxury of having a totally separate barn that can be a quarantine facility. We see um, many of those types of farms because they have USDA quarantined barns on farms here in central Kentucky. That is not usual to have a totally separate facility where you can quarantine animals. But if you look at the infrastructure of a farm, you can usually figure out where there's an area where you can keep some incoming horses that need to be quarantined away from the resident population and come up with a, a plan written down for the owners of that facility of this is what you need to do to keep that animal quarantined. You should have them uh, get a rectal temperature on them twice a day, call if the temperature gets elevated, if they go off feed, if they break with diarrhea, if they develop a cough, if they develop you know, a nasal discharge so that the veterinarian can come out and get on top of that potential, not always, but potential infectious disease issue before it spreads. And on these boarding farms, a lot of times you'll have clients that will take horses off for an event or a show or a trail ride, then want to come home and throw those horses right back out after they've commingled with other animals into the native herd there on the farm. What is your suggestion for that? So there again, you have to customize it for boarding facilities, depending on which ones they are. Because I have had my own horse on a boarding facility where all of us would take our horses out to trail rides or to horse shows and bring them all back in. But most of us were had our animals that were, you know, very thoroughly vaccinated and we were very stringent about not letting animals have nose-to-nose contact with other animals um, at the trail rides or at the show facilities. So if you have people that, if your clients are taking animals to very large shows where they're portable stalls, so you are going to have nose-to-nose contact that's at a higher risk versus going to a trail ride where your owners are at a heightened awareness of not letting their horses have nose-to-nose contact with with other people's animals, um, not sharing water troughs, not sharing buckets, because that's those are unfortunately great ways for infectious, contagious diseases to spread from one animal to another. So it comes down to that personal relationship between the veterinarian and the boarding facility, because there's all kinds of different boarding facilities and all different kinds of risks. But customizing things to each particular client's needs. And that's where I think veterinarians can, with the 
the high awareness of infectious diseases right now in the equine community, hopefully veterinarians can go out and sell that service, um, that professional service to their clients of this is how we can reduce the risk of infectious diseases on your particular facility. It's not an on-template. There are a lot of good internet sources out there, but this is not something that I believe a average horse owner can or should be doing on their own. So you've helped educate your clients on that farm. The next step you had mentioned before is training these clients on early disease detection. Right. So whether it's when you've brought those, those horses back from a trail ride or a horse show, I don't care if it's an entire um, facility that has horses that are going and coming all the time. In that case, they should be temping their, I think they should be temping their horses twice a day so that if you do have that early spike in a fever, if you're working with that animal at least twice a day to know that they're they're not eating, they're, they're a little lethargic, something's a little bit off. You, it's so critical to get that early disease detection. And especially with some of our diseases, finding out that that early cough, that early nasal discharge, and that early fever can make a big difference between finding it out within that first 12 to 24 hours versus, well, you threw them out in the pasture, and you know, three or four days later, you figure out that something isn't right. And unfortunately, a lot of owners have their own medicine kits at home, whether they're supplied by their their own veterinarian or they've managed to get them through other means. So what do you as a veterinarian try to do to encourage your owners to stay in communication with you and let you be the source for helping them to know when to medicate, when to not medicate, and when to call them? A lot of it comes through education and that face-to-face contact. One of the good things that we have now is we have the ability with many of our smartphones of a an owner can take a picture of a horse or even a video and send that to a veterinarian and say, this is what I'm seeing on my animal. What do you think? Is this something that needs to be seen tonight on an emergency basis, or can I wait until tomorrow? So that early disease detection, um, whether it's, you know, it could be a cut, it could be lameness, it could be, they might not understand that this is a neurologic symptom, but they just know that their horse isn't isn't acting quite right, and they take a quick little video and send it to the veterinarian who looks at it and says, ooh, this is something that we need to see tonight. <laughs> this is not something that we're going to wait until tomorrow to work out. You know, leave that horse in the stall. I'm coming out now. So some of the things that we have that we didn't have 10 or 15 years ago is that ability for um, the owners to communicate with their veterinarians, not only verbally of saying, well, I think my horse isn't doing right. It's the ADR. They, yeah. they ain't doing right. But here's a video that I'm going to send to your smartphone to show you what's going on with my horse. And a picture or a video is worth a thousand words. And sometimes that can make life easier for the veterinarian to make a decision of, oh, this is something that needs to be seen today, and we can't wait until tomorrow, or we can't wait until Monday. So it's that early disease detection, or, and it might not be something that's contagious or infectious, but we don't know until 
we can see. And sometimes the seeing things on a video or in a in a picture can mean a thousand words. So as a veterinarian that's going out to make a farm call, how do you start that discussion about biosecurity with clients? Because a lot of veterinarians, they don't feel quite as comfortable just kind of out of the clear blue, I'm, I'm here to do vaccinations or I'm here to look at a lameness. How do they get that biosecurity discussion started and, and emphasize how important it is? It's important to, to open up the door and to explain to the clients some of the current disease issues that we're, we're looking at. And that's where the, the AAP Disease Communication Center, where you might, in your particular state, you might be able to say, well, there's been a disease issue with A, B, or C, and that's something that we need to be concerned about. Or you're going to be shipping your horses to a trail ride in this state. Well, they've had a, an issue with influenza. There's been issues in that state with um, strangles. We all need to be concerned about infectious diseases no matter, no matter where we're at. But there's, I think, a heightened awareness. And those, those owners that really want to reduce the risk of contagious infectious disease outbreaks, hopefully you can open up that door and say, we don't have a, you don't have a biosecurity plan for your farm right now. But this is why I think it's important for us to sit down and take a half hour or 45 minutes to discuss what you need to do to plan this out. And, and these are the services that I can offer to do that for you and customize it to your farm. Because like I said, there, there are templates, there are little checkoff sheets that are wonderful things on the internet. And I like to use those and refer people to those who might be in an area where they don't have a veterinarian or they can't afford to have someone come out to do a custom-designed program because obviously a custom-designed program for your farm is going to be the, the best solution. We're not going to eliminate infectious diseases 100% of the time, but we can reduce the risk by implementing good strategies. So I think one other thing that veterinarians can help horse owners realize that even in a closed herd, there is the possibility for disease. That's right. And although we do throw around the term a closed herd, in reality, there really is no such thing as a closed herd because on any farm, there's going to be fences and there are potentially going to be horses on the other sides of those fences. There's a thing called wind and there's wildlife and there are people that come on and off the farm, including veterinarians, including people who are offloading hay and straw and shavings and feed and farriers and all kinds of, you know, plumbers, electricians, people that are going on and off of farms. And there is, there is no such thing as 100% disease prevention. There are things that people can carry on their hands, on their shoes, on their feet. And sometimes when a disease outbreak happens, you look at the situation of what happened in the previous week, and you have no earthly idea what started that disease outbreak. It just happened. And we don't know if it was because a horse in the next pasture sneezed and the wind took it downwind and it ended up on my farm. You've got streams, you've got you know, waterways that are running through fields, you've got nine inches of rain that comes down within a week in some areas of the country. 
and you've got flooded areas that carry all kinds of different pathogens. So there, while we talk about closed herds as horses that are that are in one environment, when you're looking at the the community around them, there is no such thing as a closed herd. And I didn't even mention mice and birds and all mosquitoes and ticks and all those different things. So we might think, a lot of horse owners think that they're safe because they have a closed herd. They don't have animals that are going off to horse shows, to racing, to sales. They're not buying horses that are bringing them in. They think they're safe because they have a closed herd. But in the community of that environment, it's not closed because we've got weather and we have wildlife and people. So, Dr. Dwyer, why do you think that vets need to be the source of biosecurity information for their clients? Well, there's a a couple of good reasons, Kim. We're trained to understand not only equine infectious diseases, but how they're transmitted, whether it's through the fecal-oral route, through aerosol, through contact. We understand those transmission routes, and we think of all of them, not just a specific few. We understand what the incubation times are for many of these diseases, as well as how vectors and fomites can also transmit diseases. It's not just always nose-to-nose contact. It can be through mice. It can be through wildlife. It can be through um, ticks and mosquitoes and other, other forms of transmission. Veterinarians also have the knowledge of local and regional equine disease issues, both from their own clients of all the different farms that they're going to, um, as well as talking to our colleagues to understand what disease issues are going around uh, in our state. And veterinarians have the ability to customize that preventive medicine plan from vaccination, deworming, manure management, insect control, vector control, and biosecurity for the whole package to customize that to an individual client's farm. And that's the service that veterinarians can provide for their clients instead of having, here's a checkoff list from a model farm in the sky, which is not your particular farm with your particular challenges, with the stream that is running through paddocks and in an area that has a, um, a lot of ticks, a lot of mosquitoes, and never gets cold enough to deal with any of those vectors in the middle of winter. So veterinarians can customize a plan for their individual clients, and hopefully that is the value added of having the veterinarian come out and and develop a biosecurity plan for their clients. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Dwyer, for joining us on Equimanagement's Disease Du Jour, and we look forward to talking to you in the future. Okay, it'll be my pleasure. And thank you for listening to our podcast today. You can hear previous and future podcasts of Disease Du Jour on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And we hope you will join us in the future for another episode of Disease Du Jour. Thank you very much.